0: Would you like a spot of tea, love? Yes, that would be lovely, darling. Presenting English in a Teacup, your guide to learning English, one sip at a time. Hello there and welcome to English in a Teacup, your guide to improving your spoken and written English, one sip at a time my name is charlotte and before i start this week's podcast congratulations to peter hansen who successfully completed the november challenge in the last question what topics do you want to be included in the next series of english in a teacup and why peter answered the next series should talk about english slang because there are a lot of words and phrases that natives use, which you can't find in the dictionary or grammar books. This is an excellent topic, and I will be sure to include it in the next season of English in a Teacup. Congratulations again, Peter Hansen, and I will certainly include your suggestions in the next episodes. This week, we will be exploring the third conditional and the complex world of modal perfects. To assist us with the subject is our fine English lady, Miss Finestocrat, who today will be looking back over the last few months wondering where her life went wrong. Reflection can be a difficult exercise, especially for someone like Miss Finestocrat, who has never had to reflect on any of her actions. She has just been saved from a prison sentence, but what does she plan to do with her unexpected freedom? Let's find out, but not before first taking a sip of tea. Mm. Now we can get started. Well, darlings, where do I start? Had it not been for my close friendship with Queen Elizabeth when she was alive, God rest her soul, I might have been facing a five-year prison sentence. Thankfully, the family still remembers me and my loyalty to the crown. Charles was very kind on the phone. Don't you worry, Miss Finestocrat, he said. All the charges have been dropped and you are now a free woman. Charles, darling, you are truly a wonderful man and you will make an excellent king. So kind and so generous. You wouldn't happen to be able to lend a good friend a couple of pounds. I was thinking that a million would be enough to... Hello? Hello? So, I am back to the same situation that I started in. Free, but also flat broke. As I look back on the past months, there are so many things I wish I could have changed. The death of my late husband is one of them. His passing was so sudden and unexpected. I had no time to process the situation before he was six feet under, and I was left alone in this big, empty house. On the other hand, at least I could take back my maiden name, Finestocrat. If my husband hadn't died, I would still be Elizabeth Chedderbottom. Ghastly surname, don't you agree? I wish he had told me about his financial problems before he kicked the bucket. Of course, he can't have known he was going to die in a terrible boat accident, leaving me alone and penniless. It's always so easy to consider these things in hindsight. And then there was the job hunt. I suppose I thought my qualities as a fine English lady, along with my winning personality and excellent tea-making skills, would be enough to get me anything that I wanted in life. I soon realized this to be a terrible error. If only I had researched the companies better and read the job descriptions more thoroughly, I might have got a much better job position that actually catered to my strengths. Instead, I was forced to work in positions that I was definitely not qualified for. Sales was never my cup of tea, and in the end, it just did my head in. But even so, I should have put up with the conditions and swallowed my pride. If I hadn't hit that stupid customer on the head with a state-of-the-art kettle, I probably wouldn't have been fired. And then there was the job at the radio station. If I hadn't given such terrible advice on the radio programme, I could have had an excellent career as a radio presenter and don't get me started on my love life i must have been out of my mind to go out with a man like roger on second thoughts i suppose if roger hadn't been so addicted to films and had controlled his obsession with ryan gosling a little better maybe we would have become a couple it might not have helped my financial situation but At least I would have had a shoulder to cry on when I needed it, instead of feeling sad and lonely. And, as if things couldn't get any worse, there was that ghastly situation with my housemates. Really, if they hadn't been such awful people, I would have made good money renting my house out to them. I might have forgiven them for the mess and the loud noise all hours of the day. That is, if they hadn't broken my precious teapot. I suppose the real problem was the fact that I have always been terrible at saving money. I wouldn't have been in such a terrible financial pickle if I had made more careful decisions. Instead of saving what little money I had, I decided to go on holiday to Majorca, And what a holiday it was, the worst experience of my life. If I had just stayed at home, none of this would have happened, and I wouldn't be flat broke now. All things considered, I should really have tightened my belt right from the start. If I had cut down on extravagant spending, I might not have been forced to commit armed robbery. And now what? Of course I shall have to go back to the job centre. Oh, the embarrassment. If only I could find something that I was passionate about. Something that could really be my vocation. Who the devil is that calling at these hours? Charles might have reconsidered my request for the million pounds. Hello? Yes, this is she. Uh, yes, I am still looking for a job. An interview on Monday? Why, yes, I could be interested. Okay, see you on Monday. Wait, wait, what does the job entail? A what? A tea quality control inspector? Yes, I think I might like that. I think I might like that very much. Finally, a turn up for the books. A turn up for the books means a surprising but pleasant result. It looks like Miss Finestocrat is going to get a job that she actually likes. As usual, she has left us with some wonderful grammatical structures that we can use to formulate our own sentences. Let's start by revising the third conditional. Mm. If my husband hadn't died, I would still be Elizabeth Cheddarbottom. If I hadn't hit that stupid customer on the head with a state-of-the-art kettle, I probably wouldn't have been fired. So, as I explained last week, the third conditional is used to describe the consequences of a hypothetical action that did not happen. We are essentially imagining the result of a past situation if the circumstances had been different. Let's look at some variations of the third conditional. Had it not been for my close friendship with Queen Elizabeth when she was alive, I might have been facing a five-year prison sentence. Had it not been has exactly the same meaning as If it had not been. The difference is structural. If is removed and it and had are inverted. But again, the meaning remains the same. If Miss Fenestocrat hadn't been a close friend of the late Queen Elizabeth, it is highly probable that she would have gone to prison. Starting a conditional with had is most common in formal writing or speaking. Here are a few more examples. Had she not discovered the error in the calculations, the entire project would have faced significant setbacks. Had they chosen a different route, they might not have encountered the heavy traffic on the motorway. Had it not been for your encouragement, I might never have pursued my passion for painting. I wish he had told me about his financial problems. If only I had researched the companies better. I wish and if only are used in these sentences to express regret. Regret, something you are sad or sorry about. Imagine you don't study hard enough and you fail your Cambridge or IELTS exam. You could say, I wish I had studied harder. Or, if only I had studied harder. In this case, you regret that you didn't spend more time preparing for the exam. But the past is the past. It's easy to think about these things in hindsight. In hindsight, after the situation has already happened, and you can clearly see where you went wrong. Now let's look at modal perfects. Would you like three or four sugars in your tea, darling? He can't have known that he was going to die in a terrible boat accident. I might have been facing a five-year prison sentence. I should really have tightened my belt right from the start i could have had an excellent career as a radio presenter i must have been out of my mind to go out with a man like roger can't have might have should have could have must have what are the differences in meaning let's think about it in context imagine for example your house has been burgled Remember the word burglary from the last episode? Yes, when someone steals from your house. So, you are now the victim of a burglary. You are standing in the middle of your house wondering what has happened. You notice that your front door is still locked and you have the only key. In your opinion, it is impossible that the burglar entered through the front door. The burglar can't have entered the house through the front door. By using can't have, you are describing an impossibility. Let's think of some other sentences. She can't have left yet. Her car is still outside. In your opinion, it is impossible that she left because her car is still outside. They can't have forgotten about the meeting. It's been in their calendar for two months. In your opinion it is impossible that they forgot the meeting because it has been scheduled for two months so back to the burglary example you are still looking around your house when you see that your living room window has been broken it has been smashed it now seems obvious to you that the burglar entered your house through the window the burglar must have entered through the window. You are certain, you are hundred percent sure that the burglar entered this way. Let's look at some other examples. Sara must have been tired. She was driving for 12 hours straight. You are certain that Sara is tired. It seems logical. She has been driving all day. Let's go back to the burglary scenario. You are now very angry with yourself because your partner has been telling you for months to install a security system in your home after the neighborhood reported a rise in criminal activity. What would you say? I should have installed a security camera months ago. Here you are reprimanding yourself. You are criticizing your actions, or in this case, lack of action. You had a past obligation that you failed to fulfill. Other examples include, I should have checked the email address before sending the message. Now everyone knows my boss's secrets. You should have been more careful when crossing the road. Didn't you see the traffic lights were green? Suddenly, you remember that your next-door neighbour walks his dog three times a day around the neighbourhood. It is possible that he saw a suspicious person around your house. My next-door neighbour might have seen something. You're not certain, so you don't say must have, but you think there is a possibility. Let's look at some other examples. Speaker A says... Where is John? He's late for work. Speaker B replies, He might have got stuck in traffic. So, Speaker B is not sure. He's only expressing a possibility. Another example could be, I have no idea where I put my keys. I might have left them in the restaurant, but then again, I might have dropped them in the taxi. Again, I am expressing uncertainty, so I use might. The modal verb of possibility. So, a few days later, the police come back with the culprit. Culprit, the person responsible for the crime. And it is your son, who was desperate for some money to pay off his car loan. You are very confused by his behavior. Why didn't he just come to you and ask for the money? What could you say to your son? But. You could have just asked me for the money. I would have given it to you. Could have. You are telling your son that he had the option to come and ask you for money, but for some reason, he chose not to take this option. Let's think of some other contexts. She could have finished her essay on time, but she decided to go clubbing instead. She had the option or possibility to finish the project on time, but it was an option that she chose not to take. was a rather lovely spot of tea. Do come again. Well, that is all we have time for today. You will find the PDF for this episode in the description as usual. This is the last episode of Season 1 of English in a Teacup, but don't worry, we are coming back with Season 2 in two weeks' time when Miss Finestocrat will face new challenges while providing us with useful words and phrases to express ourselves in everyday and (laughs) not so everyday situations. That will all start on the 9th of December. You can also check out my videos on YouTube where Miss Finestocrat will be helping you to prepare for your Cambridge 1 and Cambridge 2 exams as well as increasing your creativity fluency and confidence in your speaking and writing. You can also follow me on Instagram and ask English-related questions on my Facebook page. See you next time for English in a teacup naturally served with a lovely spot of tea.